Um, as I was looking through that passage uh, this week, thinking about that beautiful psalm, Psalm 65, um, I was trying to think of a way of summing it up. Um, and maybe a way of summing it up would be to say that the Lord leaves abundance in his wake. You know, the waves, the grain, the fish in the sea, the animals to graze on the bountiful land. There's something really earthly about this psalm, something about nature naturally providing for all of our needs. Nature crying out for joy about the glory of God. It is talking about abundance, all that we need to live. Um, Now, the definition of abundance um, in the dictionary is to have a large quantity of something. And if you Google abundance, the first two pages are all about how to make money fast, um, how to make wealthy, good investments. Um, I think we may have shrunken our view of abundance. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus is telling people about the story of the good shepherd. And he says, I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, I'm fairly sure Jesus isn't talking about getting more money, more stuff. Not that these are bad things uh, necessarily, but abundance is so much more than those things. In fact, to understand abundance, we need to realize that as soon as we think of it as a thing that we can get or retain, then we have missed the point already. You know, the psalm speaks about the abundance of nature, and we see that abundance reflected in our world around us today. We have an abundance of colour. Does anyone know how many colours it is possible for the human eye to see? Neil, if you're colourblind, sorry, this one's not for you. <laughs> Does anyone have any idea how many colours it's possible for the human eye to see? It's a lot. 10,000? No. Another guess. More than 10,000. Infinity. infinity. No, less than infinity. <laughs> Sorry? No, more, way more than 50,000. Keep going. Reuben? More than 560,000. Noah? High. Yes, it is very high of a number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pi. Oh, pi. No, no, it's not. What, how, what is pi? Three point, no, it's more than 3.1.425. Kai. No, no, way, way higher. I'm going to tell you, according to my research this week, which has been not lengthy but quite short actually on this, um, the, the answer is 10 million. It is possible for the human eye to see 10 million slightly different colors. Isn't that amazing? We have an abundance of color in our world. We have an abundance of different fruit and vegetables that we've already seen a bit of in our quiz. We have an abundance in the diversity of people in this world. You know, I think abundance can also be measured not just by quantity, but by depth. Think about your relationships. Is there a depth to them? Is there a fullness to them? I was on my stag do last weekend. Um, and uh, coincidentally, it's also why I wasn't here last Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm so lucky to have so many good friends in my life, so, like, so many to have good friends. And it was a great weekend, and I just became really aware, really grateful of that blessing in my life. But, you know, I've got loads of friends up there, but I only really have a few really close friends who I could really open myself up to. And that's not because the rest of them are bad friends. Yeah, of course not. I love all of them. But I don't think humans are capable of having that quantity of deep, open relationships. 
So I think only seeing abundance as a quantity thing is a mistake. We have to see it as a quality thing too. You know, I think we live in a world today where we have a worldview of scarcity, where we think, oh, there won't be enough to go around, so I will hoard this stuff for myself. But the gospel stories make it abundantly clear. Jesus doing miraculous things like multiplying food and wine show a worldview of abundance, that there is enough for everyone. But the disciples are there you know, saying, oh, but how will two fish and five loaves be enough for so many people? In these gospel stories, the writer says that there is always much more left over too, which should tell us that the universe always has more than enough of itself to give. The universe always has more than enough of itself to give. Richard Raw, who's a, a Franciscan monk, um, says this, Transformation of the soul can only happen through a personal experience of unconditional, unearned, and infinite love and forgiveness that can be found in knowing Jesus. This can move us from a normal worldview of scarcity to the divine world of infinite abundance. That's when the doors of mercy blow open. That's when we begin to understand the scale-breaking nature of grace. When we encounter a God of infinite love, our human minds find it really hard to comprehend it. I don't know about you if you've ever laid awake late at night thinking, how big is the universe? It's impossible for our minds to really fully comprehend anything that is infinite, really. And when we talk about an infinite God, our human minds can't comprehend it. But when we see it lived out in the person of Jesus, we have something to try and imitate. Andy. Thank you ever so much, Josh. Uh, thank you. A uh, speaker at a harvest uh, service uh, once asked the children to, to name some of the things they saw on display. So there were carrots and uh, then potatoes and then cabbage and then they said can you can you can you can you think of a word that co- covers all of these things can you think of a word that covers potatoes carrots and cabbage vegetables uh, one bright spark popped up gravy <laughs> indeed uh, so abundance uh, abundance that's really our theme and we we saw that uh, verse in our reading you crown the year with your goodness and your paths overflow with plenty or as Josh has said you crown the year with your good blessings and you leave abundance in your wake that, that picture up there is, is one I took a few years ago at Wisley uh, some of you probably know Wisley it's a big garden place it's wonderful uh, wonderful place uh, and a bit like colours God didn't just make one type of tulip uh, guess how many species of tu- this is my own guess how many guess how many species of tulips there are different varieties of tulips yes 32 any other suggestions Reuben 1500 any, any others any horticulturalists among us pardon 12,000. There are actually 3,000 different uh, varieties of registered varieties of tulip. God didn't just make one kind of tulip. He made 3,000 
different types of tulip. God didn't make just one type of spider. Uh, there are hundreds of different species of, of spider. God didn't just limit himself to black and white. He had this palette of 10 million different colors. Uh, Jesus said this, consider the lilies, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. The finest ball gown, the most beautiful wedding dress, the queen's fanciest outfit can't match the beauty of the humble tulip in God's kingdom. Amazing, isn't it? This is my favorite harvest picture. Uh, it, it's taken of a market stall in Barcelona. Uh, and I just love the variety, just the color, that sort of explosion of, of color that there is there with all the different, all the different fruits, uh, the different shapes, the variety. And you can, imagine the, you can imagine the smell, can't you? All those, all those fresh vegetables setting off their aroma. Uh, as Josh said, God is a God of abundance. And we're, we're going to pray, uh, who, has everybody got a piece of food of some sort or another? Has anybody eaten? No? I'm impressed. Somebody has eaten. Well, God, God, is, God is a generous God. So I assume it was chocolate. It's melted. I'll tell you what, you take one of these in a minute. What were you doing with it? Oh, that's gross. Anyway, never work with children and animals, they say. Uh, often often when, we, when, we, when we do prayer, it's, it's about asking God for stuff. Uh, sometimes it's good just to give thanks. Maybe sometimes a kind of prayer is just enjoying the good things that, that God has given us. So I want you to slowly eat your piece of food and just enjoy it. Savour the taste, savour the texture. And as you're just enjoying it, just say thank you to God. So we're going to take a moment just to enjoy that small bit of God's creation. Thank you, O oh God, that you are a God who leaves abundance in your wake. We thank you for the beauty and the fruitfulness of your earth. For the variety, for different tastes, for different colours, for different smells, for different textures. Thank you that, that that sense of taste that even now what we've from what we've just eaten, we can we can sense it still in our in our mouths. Thank you that your heart is to bless, to bless fully and extravagantly and abundantly, that you're not a penny-pinching God, you're not tight-fisted, but that your goodness overflows as your heart overflows with love. And thank you that you've given us both the ability to enjoy creation but you've also given us creativity and imagination and intelligence and strength so that we can work with you in bringing forth the earth's bounty. Oh God, you have blessed us beyond what we have deserved. 
and we rejoice in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you look at the, the front, you'll see bread and, and wine. Uh, Josh got very worried when he came in. He said, we're not doing communion today, are we? Uh, we're, not, uh, we're not doing communion, but, but in part, they, they, those are symbols of the fruitfulness of the earth. Uh, bread made from wheat, but also a prayer, also a reminder of what we pray for in the Lord's Prayer when we say, give us this day our daily bread, when we stand in solidarity, if you like, with the whole of the human race and say, give us each day our daily bread. And juice, fruit of the grape, uh, maybe reminds us as well of, as, well as communion of, of the wedding feast at Cana. We were looking at adults a few weeks ago uh, when Jesus turned water into fine wine. And again, not just a little bit, uh, not just enough, but loads and loads and loads, gallons of the best stuff. They remind us that God leaves abundance in his wake. That's quite a difficult sentence, actually, to understand. Uh, leaves, God leaves abundance in his wake. What does, I wonder what that means. Uh, well, let's watch uh, this other video. Yes, uh, those toddlers left a trail of destruction. Uh, flower, absolutely Every none of you have ever done anything like that, have you? No. Just imagine though that chocolate you had on your hand if you smeared it everywhere. All the all the mess. Uh, we say they left a trail of destruction, or we might say they left destruction in their wake. Where they'd been, there was just this the place was trashed. The place was trashed. Uh, and maybe there's a parable there because human beings are often like that. Uh, often we do leave a trail of destruction behind us. Uh, the destruction caused in, in South Sudan that we were seeing, as, which, is, which is all the result of the, of the conflict there, the, the war that, that's going on in there. Or Syria, that's often in our, in our news, the, the trail of destruction. Or, or plastic bags in the, in the ocean. Uh, being ingested by animals, which, which, kills, which kills the animals. All the stuff that we pump into the, into the atmosphere. Uh, and maybe sometimes in our own lives, sometimes we, we leave uh, destruction behind us as well. I suspect every one of us in the room has said something cruel at some point to, to somebody or being cruel to somebody, or we've let down somebody who trusts us, or we've stayed quiet in the face of injustice. Uh, sometimes we as human beings leave a, a trail of destruction. We leave d destruction in our wake. But God leaves abundance. Let's say God leaves a trail of abundance. Uh, We've been thinking about that this morning as we've thought about the natural world and the beauty and the variety, the number of colours. But think about the life of Jesus. Think about the trail of abundance that Jesus left in his wake. People transformed, people healed, people restored to their community, people given respect and dignity and forgiveness. Think of Zacchaeus. Do you remember Zacchaeus up the tree? 
the greedy cheat who became a generous man. Think of Peter who denied Jesus. I've been reading some of Acts this week and you see Peter, this guy who denied Jesus, standing up and preaching, sharing God's words. Thomas who doubted and who became a man of faith. Levi the tax collector and so on and so on and so on. If you read through the, through the story of Jesus, Jesus leaves this trail of blessing, this trail of abundance in his wake. Think about the cross and the resurrection. A world transformed and a kingdom coming. Jesus leaves abundance in his wake. There's this verse in in Luke chapter 6. Jesus says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. And then he says this, a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In in Jesus' time, if somebody was selling you flour, they would fill a measure in a container, uh, maybe a container a bit like this. They'd put the measure in the container uh, and then... uh, and then when it was full, the person would sort of, they'd have a sort of apron on and they'd sort of hitch up their apron and they would pour it into their apron, into their lap, and they would walk home like that. I am so glad I didn't live in a time like that because I would trip over. <laughs> and everything that I bought would be, would be absolutely, absolutely everywhere. Uh, and some people would try and get away with how little can I put in the tub? before it's regarded as a full measure. Can I get away with half a tub? Can I get away with three quarters of a tub? Can I not quite uh, fill it up? Uh, it's a bit like this packet of, of dairy buttons. It looks, it looks like quite a big pa- button, a packet, doesn't it? But when you, it's amazing how much air they sell you these days. But you feel it, it's just, it's just full of, the chocolates are down there, and the rest of it's fresh air. So you think I'm getting more than I, I'm really getting more than I think I'm getting. It was, it was that kind of thing. How, how many, how few chocolate buttons can I get in the packet before people say, hang on, it's a, it's a, it's a fiddle. Uh, but Jesus said, God's not much, God's not like that. God gets as much in the tub as possible. And then he pours it in your lap and then probably adds a bit extra. Uh, because that is what, that is what God is like. So poured out, uh, poured into your lap, it talks about. So do you remember the, the Last Supper, the communion service, when, when Jesus took the cup and he said, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. This is my blood, he said, which is poured out for you. Poured out to bless you. Poured out to forgive you. Poured out, poured out to overflowing. Not just half measures, but poured out uh, to overflowing. This is my grace poured into your lap, poured into your heart, poured into your life. Poured out to overflowing. And it strikes me that in, in the world we have two sort of stories. We have, we have this, and Josh sort of hinted that earlier. We have this the story of, uh, I guess things are scarce. Uh, the world is falling about, falling apart all about us. 
And there is no order other than the one that we create for ourselves. So the best thing is to do is to keep our head down, to look after number one, to assume the worst about everybody and just to look out for ourselves. But the problem is if you do that, then you're going to spend your life being afraid. You're going to spend your life worrying. You're going to spend your life being suspicious. And eventually you're going to shrivel up inside because you don't trust anybody and you think everybody's out to get you. And the other story is the story of God's abundance. The story that there is a God who is generous, who is forgiving. A God who is faithful, who is trustworthy, who is committed to this world. Committed to the healing of this world. And I guess if we live on that story, then the harvest of our lives will be generosity and gratitude and share, pouring blessing, if you like. Not just a little bit, because we think we can get away with a little bit. Tom Long, an American preacher, said this. He said, throw the grace around like there is no tomorrow. Because there is a tomorrow and it belongs to God. Throw grace around like there's no tomorrow because there is a tomorrow and it belongs to God. And every year as we celebrate harvest, we look back, we give thanks, but we know there'll be another harvest and another harvest and another harvest because God is a God of abundance. And I guess as people who follow Jesus, we're called to leave abundance in our wake, to leave a trail of blessing. I, we were at a funeral service on Friday, a friend who, who passed away, and uh, she'd had a really tough life. Uh, horrible. She had leukemia when she was very young and uh, really, really struggled. Uh, but she left a trail of blessing in her life, and everyone, everyone in the church could point that we've been blessed because of Ali because of how Ali has lived her life, because of the way she's given to us. Let's be people who leave abundance, who leave blessing, who leave a trail of blessing, abundance in our way. Let's, let's pray. And maybe just ask ourselves uh, in the quiet, who can I bless today and tomorrow? Who needs my help? What can I do? Is there a situation where I can throw grace around like there is no tomorrow? Oh God, we thank you for your harvest which feeds us so many times each day. We are nourished with your forgiveness and hope. We are sustained with your strength and patience. We are filled with your grace and compassion. We are saved by the gift of your son. We are restored through your generosity and healing. Oh God, we live in the wake of your abundance. And we pray that our lives also may leave a trail of blessing. We pray that we may be known for our acts of kindness to a friend, to a stranger, even to an enemy. Lord, so shape us by your spirit that we are known for our big hearts, 
for our generosity, for the extravagance of our lives, for the ways in which we walk the second mile. And Lord, so use that trail that we may leave in our wake abundant blessing. May we be a blessing as you have blessed us. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.